They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now, they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the true man, Howard Trip of This is the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am Chad, and as always, I am joined with my two-time, two-time, two-time tag team partner, primetime John Paz. And I only say two-time just because there's only two men in the two-man power trip, but how are you doing tonight, Jonathan, primetime Paz? Hey, yo, I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to feel the that's right, and he's a three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He is Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, the man behind DDP Yoga, and what an absolute thrill it was to chat and shoot the breeze with DDP and find out just what is the DDP Yoga Performance Center. That was a really cool interview that we got to do. It was just He's so it's so funny. Obviously, you know, it's part of his gimmick, but it really is part of his life. He's so positive, and everything he says, he's, he's so funny. He, you know, he's in such a good mood. He's talking to us about Macho Man, Randy Savage. He's talking to us about the performance center. Talking to us about where he thinks DDP Yoga is going to end up. I mean, just fun, fun, fun stuff from the three-time WWE champion DDP. I gotta say, he's ageless. I gotta say, he's timeless. He's definitely a guy who we didn't even get to some of the things we wanted to hit on, like, uh, I don't know, the NWO, because he just is such a great speaker that he can take up a lot of time with some great stories, and you will definitely hear some great stories out of the master of the diamond cutter. And I love all the cliche names that go along with DDP, all the cool uh you know, nicknames you heard over the years, uh, wh- whether it's positive, whether it is the master of the diamond cutter, he's definitely the one and only DDP. And before we throw it over to the interview, prime time, I think you got a couple things to say about the two-man power trip of wrestling. Oh, yeah, let's do some obligatory plugs. Subscribe to us on iTunes and, of course, on YouTube as well. Please like us on Facebook. Please follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Pal and at Two Man Power Trip. Also, check out the website TNPT of Wrestling.com. That is TNPT of Wrestling.com. And, John, we're going to welcome in our new sponsor, Bombas. And the Bombas mission is simple for every pair of socks purchased, a pair is donated to the homeless. And to date, that's over 300,000 pair of socks donated to the homeless. And right now you can go to bombas.com slash T-M-P-T-O-W to take 20% off your order. Again, it's bombas.com slash T-M-P-T-O-W, all lowercase, to take 20% off your first order. And, Chad, my favorite feature of this awesome 
Premium Leisure Athletic Sock is the Honeycomb Support System. They keep you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. It really helps support my feet. i got to be honest, I do jujitsu, and I do try to get a lot of cardio in at the gym, and boy, I never found a comfortable sock. I really needed this, so I went, and I got a pair of Bombas, and never looked back. They're literally the world's most perfect sock. Go to bombas.com slash T-M-P-T-O-W for 20% off your order. Bombas, be better. They are the better soccer. Hey, Chad. Today we're going to help you feel the bang and maybe possibly the burn because our guest is responsible for a yoga revolution that is taking over the nation a little bit at a time. But in addition to that, on the two-man power trip of wrestling, we welcome in a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, a former WCW United States Champion, and a multiple-time WCW and even WWF Tag Team Champion. He is a master of the diamond cutter. He is DDP Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page, thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Uh, good to be on, boys. Now, did you say about three-time world champion in there, too? Did I miss that one? <laughs> I I said world. I should have thrown out the three-time, but I apologize. <laughs> it's all no, no, I'm, just, I'm just screwing with you, kid. Um, yeah, man, good to be on the show, guys. So let's, uh, let's jump right into it, and could you tell us about the DDP Yoga Performance Center? Because it seems like you have just progressed so well with the whole DDP Yoga as a whole, but tell us about the Performance Center. Um, you know, I, I had this idea years ago, but it, I, I really stored it in the back of my brain. Anytime you, every dream starts out as an idea and you start to roll around in your head and then as time goes on, you've got to write it down. Don't just think it, ink it, because then it becomes a goal. Then it becomes real. It becomes something you're working towards. And about three years ago, I moved to back Atlanta, Georgia from L.A., and I got a really nice home uh, and I had a really big living room. And I would take the uh, furniture out of the living room, you know, and we'd all work out there, and then we'd slide it back in. We do cooking shows. We do work live workouts there, you know, online. And I thought, you know, at some point, because DDP Yoga is growing so big, we've outgrown this house. We've got to, you know, build a. Uh, I love the name, the Performance Center, because it really holds. You know, it gives it can be a lot of things. Like the WWE has a performance center, but it's there, it's where they train the boys and, and the girls. You know, the next superstars for WWE. Uh, but for here in Atlanta. It's it's more of a, a soundstage studio because we're about to take DDP Yoga live to the internet in the fall of 2015, and this building that we're building is 6,300 square feet. I took a building that was 4,000 square feet and completely gutted it, and added built all offices, boardroom, uh, edit bays for our editing for our, our videos. Uh, offices for my management. I've got some private uh, studio area there for rehab. And then we built a 20-foot, 122-foot ceiling high soundstage that will, that's where we'll have the workouts. That's where we'll have uh, the, the not just taped workouts that will go into sort of think of Netflix, 
Netflix meets um, the WWE Network because they can show live events as well. And we're going to have up there, you know, not just the workouts that you can um, invest in off of ddpyoga.com, you know, the DVDs and such, but it's also going to have the streaming effect as well. And that's where, you know, we all believe everything's going. And everybody knows there used to be records, you know, for music, and then they became 8-tracks. Eight 8-tracks eight became cassettes. Cassettes became MP3 files. MP3 files became your phone. And now everything's on your phone. Well, eventually, in the next five years or so, there'll be no more DVDs. They're dinosaurs. They'll be gone. So how will you get... Your, you know, your DVD fix. Well, you'll get that by going on the Internet because everything's going there. And, and that's really what the DDP Yoga Performance Center is all about. We not only have an amazing workout stage that's all super, like, cool-looking, like, industrial-looking. Um, we also, across from that, 58 feet the other way, is a green screen. But that green screen's 30 feet wide it's 18 feet high, and it's 20 foot deep. So now I can do workouts on the moon, you know, and it'll look like I'm on the moon or in Fiji or wherever we decide to do the workouts at. But I'm really excited. I came up with this idea about three months ago of the um, DDP Yoga for Kids because there's so many kids out there that are five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old that aren't just doing the workouts with their parents. Like Jericho has three kids, and they all do the workout with them. And um, when, when he's home or when, with their mom. So uh, he's getting his kids now who are all, you know, they're young athletes. They're, they're, they may never get hurt because this DDP yoga is all about injury prevention. So not only is uh, – you know, us doing it with the kids, the parents doing it with the kids. Kids are doing it by themselves. People send video clips to me all the time of these kids watching me and doing the workout. And I thought, well, what if I made it really kid-friendly? And I use that green screen, and I create, like, you know, DDP yoga with, like, a SpongeBob-type character, you know, or a Barney or whatever, so totally. that is going to really be different because no one's doing it yet. So, you know, I think that we may be the first, you know, at least in the States to do that. And uh, on the left-hand side when you come walking in is this elaborate, sweet, cool-looking kitchen that will rival any kitchen on the, on the Food Network. And we're going to be doing cooking shows out of there. I might do them with just me and Jake. I might do something with Scott. I might do something, you know, with, with my, my daughter or my lady or whatever. And, you know, again, show people how to eat real food that tastes amazing. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, and especially that with the kids' idea, that's fantastic as well because I know with my three-year-old, she mimics what my wife does when my wife does her yoga, and she thinks she's making up all different kinds of moves when she's, you know, watching what she's doing. Right. I've seen some of the funniest videos that parents send with their kids doing DDP yoga. You know, and, you know it's funny because a lot of people are starting to call it DDP. It's like, well, that's going to be confusing. It's called DDPY. It sort of rolls off your tongue just like P90X, DDPY, for people who don't want to say DDP yoga. You know, you're just making a given abbreviation. 
but it's so cool to me that, that the kids, you know, if you can build, you know, an army of kids that are doing something that's going to heal their bodies and help them as they bounce around and do all the crazy stuff they do, I mean, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, totally. And I'll tell you what, you've made a bunch of pro wrestling fans very well aware of what yoga is and how it benefits you. But now you started off with the with your video of Arthur Borman that went everywhere. But talk about the overall reach of the program and did it just exceed your expectations? Well, about five years ago, I was doing a show with uh, Brian Alvarez. You know, he is from Figure Four Weekly. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. So Brian and I were buddies back. When I was when he was first started uh, writing for Meltzer, and um, about five years years ago, now he's done DDP yoga. He's a, he's one of the boys. He wrestles and everything. And he says, uh, "Where do you see Diamond Dallas Page in five years?" Now this is seriously five years ago. I said to him, "I say, you know, bro, Diamond Dallas Page will be the next Jack Lalane meets Tony Robbins." Meets the straight Richard Simmons, <laughs> and, and uh, I said I honestly believe that DDP Yoga is going to dwarf my wrestling career. And he said, "What's your wrestling career, dude? Come on, man. you had an amazing career." I said, "Yeah, I did, but you know, Arthur had Arthur had already done his transformation, so I knew what was possible. So um, I." I I just said to him, I said, man, I, I just, I really believe that it's going to happen. And then a year ago, I got a call, maybe a year and a half ago, I got a call from uh, the National uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame. And they wanted to give me the Frank Gotch Award, who's a very famous old school wrestler. But it wasn't for his wrestling it was this award given out. It was given out because he was an amazing humanitarian. He really helped so many people, you know, during his wrestling days, but after his wrestling days were over. So the award was given for what you've done outside the ring. And then about, I guess about four months ago, I got a call, and I was just out in Vegas last weekend, and uh, I got a call from the Cauliflower Alley Club. And uh, they told me that they wanted to give me the Jason Sanderson Award, uh, the Humanitarian Award. And... I was like, holy shit, this is really happening. Like, that's what people are seeing. And, you know, I got to tell you, <laughs> when I accepted the award, I was telling that story and I was thinking, do I really like that? You know, <laughs> do I really like it? It's dwarfing, you know, my career I worked so hard on, you know, because no one ever believed in the 35-year-old wrestler who was starting at 35. You know, his career didn't break, you know, take off when I was 40. And, uh, now, that was in 96, so between 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, I mean, that was an unbelievable, unprecedented career. And I said, Carl, this is the guy who called me from the College of Rally Club, I said, Carl, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah, because he's going to roll talking about all the things I'm doing with Jake and Scott and Sable Bet and, you know, just all the people that I'm helping. And I said, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, what did you think of my wrestling career? He goes, oh, my God, I thought you were amazing. My whole body went on a roll about that. And he goes, oh, yeah, we're giving you the wrestling award as well. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah. I go, the same one Jake got? He goes, yeah. And because uh, I had inducted Jake two years earlier, 
at the uh, this is the 50th anniversary of the Colorado Island Club, you know, and so it was a pretty big deal. And the first guy, you know, first one of the boys who was given two awards at the same reunion, which was pretty amazing. And uh, uh, you know, it just it's I envisioned it. Did do you really believe it's happening? Well, you believe it's happening when you can look around and see it. But on the way there, that's the challenge, you know. And now I'm, I'm walking around this 6,300-square-foot building. I bought two houses in the back that were tearaways, tore them down, built a beautiful park there and got extra parking. So I've got this amazing performance center, and I call it the house that Shark Tank built because <laughs> the, money, the money that came in, the people that – were driven to DDP yoga from Shark Tank was unbelievable. And uh, they they literally built this place for me. And, again, it was – everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so stupid. You didn't get a deal. I'm like, I didn't want a deal. <laughs> I didn't I, – I would have liked to charge them a dollar, but I wasn't giving up more than 5% of my company. And, they, you know, the producers told me, like, like, dude, they're not, you're not going to get a deal of 5%. I go, okay. <laughs> so I get to be on your show? You know, I'd, I'd like to charge a dollar. And he's like, a dollar? He goes, we can't do that. He goes, he goes well, that won't create any, you know, there won't be anything for a dollar. I go, I go, yes, it will. I go, if that's for a dollar, they're going to be fighting over each other for what could be the next P90X. And he goes, well, yeah. he goes, we really can't do that because you have to, need money. If you don't need money, then we really can't put you on the show. I said, oh, I can use the money. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. That was great. I remember that that episode was a lot of fun. But what, one thing you mentioned, you were talking about awards, and I can't help but think of an award from Meltzer in, uh, in 1997, Feud of the Year with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that awesome, awesome legendary feud? Well, everyone always asks me who was my favorite person to work with, and there is no choice on that. <laughs> you know, Randy Savage was was an amazing, you know, was the feud of the year. You know, it, it, it was such a hot feud, it beat out Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart, you know, who were in second place. And that's the only time I ever beat Austin in anything. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> You know, also in 97 and 98, Pro Wrestling Illustrated rated me as the number four worker in the world. Stone Cold was number one. I was number four both years. I mean, that's how amazingly hot that was. But Savage, I mean, every time in the beginning, you know, before we actually, you know, did anything physical, I was thinking, God, he's so light on his feet. Like, he barely touches you. That's when there was no cameras on. When the cameras are on, the first time he hit me, I seen a big blue flash. You know, <laughs> Man, they knocked me out like for real. And the first time he dropped that elbow on me, oh, my God. I thought, because he landed on my, on, on, my, it be on my right side, and my left side was away from him and the camera. And I swear to God, I thought, I thought my rib cage on my left side I'd cracked open and my guts and blown all over the friggin' all over the mat because he never he used you as a crash pad. That's because he was I was forty I was forty one in my feud with Randy, forty one years old. Randy was forty four. So 
44 after wrestling for freaking 24 years. You know, <laughs> oh my God, he just—he he was so physical, but that was okay because you know that's what made the feud so great because you really couldn't see through you know anything. You're like, wow, these guys are really beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> and pretty much we were. That feud is amazing, and I absolutely love it. We just actually had on another awesome feud that you had in the 90s. We just had on Mark Merrow, and he was talking about how great you guys were in the ring and how great chemistry you guys had. And I know you're still buddies today. So is that... He was, uh, just, that, he was just here. He was just here at the performance center yesterday. <laughs> how was that chemistry, uh, you know, off screen and on screen? You guys seem to both, you know, hit it off, I guess. Well, you know, when you're best friends with somebody, like we were, and... Uh, we could really hit, we could knock the shit out of each other, and you know it'd be okay, you know. Um, but we just had, we just, you know, we they didn't put us on the road, so we had to go down to the WCW power plant and wrestle each other there and just just work on stuff. And um, they wouldn't like like our feud was so far down the card, they didn't give us any attention. So, you know, we're doing Nitro at that time. So I, you know, I was friends with Bischoff, and I could say, I said, I said, why don't you ask Sully if we could just do the dark match so we can get used to working in front of people, you know, because we, all we had was pay-per-views and occasional TV match stuff. We never really worked together, and they weren't putting us on the road. So we go out there on that Monday Nitro, and we would steal the show. I mean, I would never want to follow one of our matches because, man, we had so many false finishes at the end, and the first time that we ever did one that was really, you know, whatever move we took it into, and the entire place did the one, two, ah, because they kicked out or something. And I remember looking up at him and go, dude, we got them. You know, and, you know, that that's, we just had fun out there. And he... Probably the time he hurt himself the most, he was doing a flip over the top rope, and when he came down on me, his rib cage hit one of my knees, and it there's in between your ribs, there's red muscles and there's white muscles. The white's like white cartilage, and there's the reason it's white is because there's not enough blood getting to it. The reason it's red because there is. Well, white muscles take forever to heal. And when he landed on that, he blew out that white cartilage in the middle of his rib. And it's better for you to break a rib than do that because it takes forever to heal. So, man, he was in pain a lot of the times that we were wrestling, but he just kept going, you know. Yeah, you you guys definitely had great chemistry together. And another guy that always comes to mind when you think of DDP, it's not so much the chemistry. It's almost as if uh, it was like – you were the student, I mean, excuse me, you were the teacher and he was the student. It was you and Goldberg and that great few you guys had and possibly one of his best matches that he ever has was, was against you. Yeah, I think without question, and, and he's only was wrestling at that time a year and a half. So for, you know, what's funny about that match, if you go back and watch it, because me, I just talked about this with uh, Stone Cold, I guess it was a few months back and uh, I'd seen it listed up someone had listed it up uh ddp and uh and stone cold you know shoot on goldberg that was like you know people get people to watch or listen to it you know 
and Steve and I had such a good time on that conversation. But one of the things that happened during that match, um, I I had told Bill I want him to miss the spear because he never missed the spear. He's like, what do you mean miss the spear? I'm not going to miss the spear. I go, yeah, but I've got a way to do it where, you know, you miss it, and then, you know, I can start getting on top of you. And he did not want to do it. It took him like three weeks, took me three weeks to convince him that this is the way to go. And uh, during that match, if you watch, at one point he runs in at me at the turnbuckle, and I stick up a boot, and he staggers back, and then he comes running at me to spear me in the turnbuckle. Well, I, like... My arms on the ropes. I throw myself over the top rope onto the apron. But if you watch him, he's coming so hard and so fast. He, he don't want to miss it. He wants to nail me no matter what, even though he's not supposed to. And right. he, he, I get I, he must miss me like by a half a contact. I mean, it was freaking like a millimeter if it was that. And uh, he went through all the way and hit his shoulder on the, on the post, like, hard. And he would sell that you know, throughout part of the match. So now it gets towards the end of the match where he's going to hit the spear. And the thing with Bill, because they wanted to keep his streak going, well, during regular shows, if he goes out there and just beats some jabroni or freaking some bottom guy, it doesn't mean anything. So what they did is they found new guys. Go get one that's 300. Then the next guy's 340. Then the next guy's 380. Then the next guy's 450. I mean, it was like one huge guy after another. And that's what was all leading up to my match with him. Because they got to get him wins, but get him on TV, but they're not going to be top talent to beat him because he's the angles with me. So he has to shoot, spear these guys. Because guys who are three plus hundred, four plus hundred, they're not just going to flat back bump. You're, he's going to have to take them. So by the time he gets to me, and now he's going to get the spear for missing it, I know he's coming like a freaking freight train. But I'm like a napkin. Like put a napkin in the air and just let it fall. Because I'm going to be that light, and I'm already going to be gone before you get there. So I don't take the impact. Billy hit Big Show with that friggin' spear so hard he cracked his sternum. So I knew to be gone. Well, when Bill grabbed me, it was like grabbing a napkin and she's flying through the air. And if you watch that match, you'll see his head is past my body as we're heading to the mat. So the first thing that hits that mat at, I don't know how many miles an hour he was going, but his head hit that mat at whatever that was, 30 miles an hour or whatever. If he didn't have those huge traps, he'd be he'd have, he'd have a broken neck. He might have quadriplegic, you know, you know, whatever it's called, quadriplegic, you know, himself. <laughs> but uh, again, he had those huge traps, and uh, you know, he survived. <laughs> and then he went to pick me up for the jackhammer, and he put me down. I thought, oh, my God, this son of a bitch is really selling and for, for the first time ever. And then he picked me up again, and I dropped behind him. I hit him with a diamond cutter. Place went crazy. And uh, 
I crawl over to him because I waited a while because I know he's going to kick out. And I put my arm over him, one, two, and he kicks out, as opposed to one, two, and nine tenths. I was like, oh, why did you do that? It was a great pop, but it wasn't <laughs> as big as it would have been. And uh, I was pissed. So now we go into the finish, and he gets with, you know, the uh, – the uh, jackhammer, and, you know, then he pulls me up and, you know, raises my hand, you know, gives a hug. You ever take him through such a great match? When we got to the back, I go, Bill, why the fuck did you kick out on two at the end? I go, that's not what you were supposed to do. And he said, Dallas, I don't remember anything. He said, <laughs> I remember going for the spear. He got, he knocked out, he knocked himself out. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Well, that's, uh, that is unbelievable. That is a great match. And before we get into the plugs, I just have one question, and I don't mean to put the NWO shirt on, take it off, and give you a diamond cutter, but <laughs> where, <laughs> where do you see DDP and DDP yoga in five years? <laughs> From now? Um, From now. I think DDP yoga is a $100 million company uh, or more. Um, I think we may be the most recognizable fitness workout on the planet because everyone out there, you know, who gravitated to P90X, uh, Insanity, CrossFit, all great workouts, but they beat the fuck out of your body. <laughs> and um, all the sports – all the you, know, you take, you know, high school, intramurals, college. We we are a society, extreme sports. We do everything at its extreme. I mean, just look at some of these crazy stunts these kids are doing on bicycles and you know, and flips and jumping off of tops of buildings and you know, still doing all this crazy stuff. Your body is only got so much wear and tear. So you're going to need a workout. That's not um, namaste. You're going to need a workout that's bang, DDP yoga. That is kick-ass cardio. That is will dramatically increase your flexibility, strengthen your core like never before, but with minimal joint impact. That's the key. There's no other workout on the planet that is kick-ass cardio and minimal joint impact that also is super for your core. My strength, my core strength is thick and will break up scar tissue and make you flexible and feel young without pain. So that's the thing that makes DDP yoga really its own animal. Plus, it's completely about, you know, I always say most yoga is a very namaste. DDP yoga, way more TNA. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, is tone and attitude. So that's really where I honestly God believe it's going to go to. And it it will because I already see it. You know, it's already starting to happen. Eventually, probably within the next year, you'll you'll see a, a reality show that'll be based around what we're doing here. It won't be something like, you know, done like Hogan's best, Hogan knows best where, you know, it's a family thing and it's just about drama and stuff. And I love Hulk. You know, he did a lot for my career. Um, and, the, and his reality show did good numbers. But ours is going to be about helping people not just change their life, 
but own their lives. And I think it's just going to continue to blow up more and more and more. And, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a dream come true. That's awesome. And dreams do come true when you're DDP. But DDP, please, could you give us your plugs and where we can find you? Well, I always tell everybody, don't listen to a word I have to say, because it's my program, it's my business, it's my life. Go to Facebook. Go to DDPYOGA, one word. Read what people write. Or Twitter, at RealDDP, at DDPYoga. Or go to DDPYoga.com. Watch that video of the disabled veteran. If you've already seen it, go to our success stories. Read what people write. There's a guy, I can't even get into it right now, up there right now. His name is Jared. After Jake's movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, he came up to me in Park City. He said, DDP, he goes, I love the program. You know, I've had amazing results. He was about 300 plus pounds at that time. He said to me, I've lost 190 pounds in eight months. And I thought, what? No way. And then I went and looked at him on TeamDDPYoga.com. And he not only had his opening eight months ago journey of what he was going to do and what goals he was going to set, he took his sick pictures. So you can't disprove it. It's right there. It's a fact. He started eight months ago. He lost 190 pounds in eight months. To this day, now it's 11 months because that was three months ago. He's lost 235 pounds. He started at 520-something. He's down 235 pounds in 11 months. That's crazy. You know, but possible. You know, another guy named Eric Thatcher lost 183 pounds in 12 months, started at 448. He's going to be DDP Yoga certified right now, getting involved in the certification instruction. You know, I got Stevie Richards working with me here. So anybody gets to, you know, the Smyrna area, well, that's actually North Atlanta, but it's a small town called Smyrna where, uh, Julia Roberts is from, uh, and uh, it, 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 we're right here. It's going to become a destination for people to come. Look for the fall of 2016. Come, come by and see us. And uh, Stevie will be here. I'll be here. And uh, we got a really amazing crew and got a lot of different workouts, different levels during the day, and uh, making it so everybody can feel the bang in a whole different way. All right. Well, DDP, thank you so much, man. This was unbelievable. Well, great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank See you. Ya. See.